Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport News. This is episode 125, recorded November 20th, 2022. I'm your host, Charles Grant. And in today's episode, Wiser exits the U.S. market, teaching lockpicking to people of different ages and abilities, the Autograph 3000, arrested for Locksport, more videos and blog posts, criminals, products, events, meetups, sales, giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, or Apple Podcasts. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. Some apps limit the length of show notes and the ability to post links, but you can always find full show notes with all the links at thelocksportscast.com. Well, first up in the news, Wiser has sent out a notice that they are exiting the U.S. market. The notice read, Due to a decline in Wiser sales and market share in the U.S., we have made the decision to discontinue all Wiser U.S. finished goods products on January 1st, 2023. Orders for Wiser U.S. finished goods products received after January 1st, 2023 will be filled while supplies last. Since this is a full exit of the brand in the U.S., we will not be placing any additional orders. As a result, there's a potential to run out of inventory on selected SKUs prior to January 1st, 2023 all service parts will remain active. We have successfully transitioned several customers and markets to Quickset, the number one market share leader. For those customers that haven't yet transitioned, a Wiser and Quickset cross-reference file will be provided upon request. If you have any questions or need assistance on transitioning to Quickset, please reach out to your Wiser sales representative. In a little while back, uh, SE Lock and Key uh, put out a video called The Future of Wiser in which Jason talked about the shortage in supplies for Wiser, uh, some products being difficult to obtain. The description on that video said, I don't know about the validity of this, but coming down the pipeline, it's being said Wiser is significantly reducing Wiser Keyway products. Like I said, that was a little bit ago, uh, a few weeks or a month or so ago. Anyway, it appears they're doing more than reducing their Keyway products. They are exiting the market completely. So. Locksmiths will be having to transition some of their customers, it sounds like. And also, my wife noticed, I don't know if anybody else did, but there was a very, very short lockpicking scene in the Chucky series. Uh, Season 2, Episode 4, called Death on Denial. Approximately 40 minutes in, 41 minutes in, there is a very, very brief, like a couple of seconds scene of lockpicking, but the person is using two tools so props on that it appeared to be a turning tool and a pick at the short little glance you get so the depictions of lockpicking in movies are stepping up of course they do get in within a matter of seconds there's no actual time it, it's like the magic pick where you you put the turning tool in and you put the pick in and the door opens and you're good to go but at least they appear to be showing a reasonable method moving on to community news First up, we have uh, some tweets that were put out by Deviant Olaf over on Twitter, teasing a video he's got coming up Monday, so the same day this releases. And the, the tweets read, I'm looking forward to seeing what folk think about my Monday video release that is coming in a week. A lot of amazing voices and minds went into this one, and the results were captured by other folk in an awesome way. Monday the 21st, it publishes. 
I was approached about teaching about lockpicking to an entire class of folk of vastly different ages and abilities, with some amazing support by members of the DEF CON community. A lesson plan was developed that we hope can scale and be brought to many other schools. Huge thanks to groups like Tool and folk like Vrelli and Octosavvy, and so many others who have contributed to making lockpicking something for everyone, not just during this workshop, but for decades now. And another reminder that the video will drop this Monday, the 21st. So be sure to check that out. His little teaser video looked really cool. Looked like it was really an amazing experience for everyone involved, both those teaching and learning. So I look forward to watching that video myself. So next up is a help wanted. This was posted to the Lockpickers United Discord by Zephine from Tool UK on October 21st. But as far as I'm aware, uh, the position has not yet been filled. So the post read, as some of you might know, I work in product development for a lock manufacturer in the UK. Please don't out me if you know who for. We're looking to hire a technical assistant to assist me in product development and related technical challenges. Everything from writing reports to managing sample statistic analysis to competitor research to giving input to future product development to testing products to third-line technical support for our products. Unfortunately, we can't offer remote work currently, so we can only accept candidates who are able to work in the UK at our office full-time. This is an entry-level role. Experience is not required, but please set your salary expectations accordingly. And if you're interested, DM Zephine on Discord. And thanks to Trail for pointing that out and also uh, clarifying with Zephine if it was okay to share it on the show. And Zephine said that they would uh, post if the position had been filled and that has not been posted yet. So if you're interested, DM Zephine. Moving on to videos, we have a new video from Artichoke2000. It's uh, his video 34, The Theory of Picking Barrel Drivers Twins Part 3. The description says, due to the complex nature of this topic, this video has taken me months to create. I have split it into two parts. The second part is already complete, 98%, and will be released at a later date. I wanted to give a big thank you to the following individuals who helped with the video. Dementia for providing not one, but two amazing cutaways that were necessary to provide this content. Captain Hook number one and Snow, which assisted in running experiments and discussing their picking techniques. HV Logic for reviewing the video content and discussing his picking technique. A Monitor Darkly, Justin Slappy, Jim, and Rain, who discussed their picking techniques. And Mao for being Mao. Anyway, highly recommend this if you have not watched Artichoke 2000's videos yet. Go back, start with uh, his theory of picking videos and just watch them. You will be hooked. Amazing content, great visuals, great explanations, really well researched and produced. So a definite must for anyone interested in high security lock picking. Next up, we have the Autograph 3000 quick demo video posted on the YouTube channel of Abrasive. The description says, this is a soft drill I've been working on. It uses information leakage from a safe lock to map out the wheel pack and open the lock much, much faster than brute force. It's completely automated and runs without human intervention. So of course, it's correspondingly complicated. This is an automatic safe manipulator that they have developed. It is quite cool. Be interesting to see this developed into a more full product. 
that can actually mount on a safe door. Right now he's doing it outside of a safe with 3D printed uh, mount and stuff like that. It'd be, be interesting to see how it performs on different types of locks and through an actual safe door in a mounted, on a lock mounted in a safe would be really cool. It does a great job of mapping out the wheels and determining where the gates might be and proceeding on. So pretty cool. I recommend you check it out. Link, of course, in the show notes, as with all these things. Also, for those who like the behind the scenes at Law Lock Tools video, there is now a part two. It says, take a look at some more of the machinery and processes I use every day to make some of the best lock picking tools available on the market. In this video, you will see a little more of how I make tension tools and lock picks. And we also have the history of ZFix Company, our partners, and much more. And in the video, they go through their little display cabinets and all the items they have displayed and the significance and the history behind them, which gives a, a good glimpse into the history of the company. But anyway, I found it interesting. You might want to check that one out too. And if you're a locksmith or a lock enthusiast that's been wondering where the new Ilco Key Blank Directory book is, then CLK Supplies YouTube channel has a video that will answer that question. The description reads, when is the new Ilco Key Blank Directory book going to be released? PJ and Ilco representative Walter Foldner talk about when the book will be released and what we can expect and check out the digital copy from the link below. So yeah, if you want a digital copy, that's available. It's the actual printed book that a lot of the locksmiths love that has not been released yet. Short answer, early part of 2023. But I recommend you go check out the video anyway. And I also wanted to drop a quick reminder to go check out the Lockpicker 1969's interview with the Lockpicker series. Been interviewing a lot of people over there, putting out pretty regular content. So if you haven't subscribed, you really should. And uh, check out those videos. I believe the last one released as of this recording was with Rat Yoke. And some of you may know the beautiful pics that Rat Yoke makes. So be sure to uh, check out that interview. Moving on to blog posts. Sparrow's Lockpicks has a new post on their blog called Arrested for Locksport. The first paragraph of that reads, On a Wednesday morning in 2005, Killer Maru woke up to check his phone. 94 missed calls. He went to his computer. 237 new emails. His latest YouTube lockpicking video had gone viral and people wanted to talk. This included the police. And with that little teaser, I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can go read the rest of the article yourself. Toolblock Box has a couple of blog posts. I have been behind. This first one actually came out in October, and it was Czech Lockpicking Championships. The Association of Czech Lockpickers held their yearly competition. Starting up after COVID, they offered a limited program without impressioning championships, but still included a padlock competition, blitz, cylinders, and freestyle. The uh, author of the article, Walter, went to participate as a representative from the Netherlands and gives a, a little overview of the competition. So worth checking out if you're at all interested in competitive lockpicking. And then they also have a review of lockpick set by Moki. Or the first paragraph on that said, Hi everyone, this is a quick blog post to show off a lockpick set by lockpick maker Moki, who also makes wonderful pick cases as seen below. And they go through the pick 
set and case and give you some insight into that. So might be interesting to check out for some of you. We'll have a little more about Moki's picks in uh, in the products section. Lockjudge has a couple of new articles up. If you are a beginner, they have two new articles posted with the beginner in mind. First one was Practice Locks, the key to becoming a master lock picker. And it starts off by saying, the key to getting better at any task is practice. But unfortunately, when it comes to lock picking, there is a large number of locks out there that are marketed as practice locks. And it can be a little daunting trying to decide which ones to get, which ones will be useful, and which ones should be thrown straight in the trash. Gives you a quick summary of what that article is going to cover. The next was Practice Lock Picking, How to Become a Master Picker. And it starts off by saying, Lock picking can be very temperamental, but can be a skill of predictability and consistency. To reach that level, you must practice diligently. Even the legend of lock picking, the lock picking lawyer himself, dedicates time and consistent effort to developing his skills and honing his craft. So if you're fairly new to lock picking or working your way up, might be some good articles to check out. And then this really isn't a blog post, but it is a magazine article that some of you might find interesting. It was posted in Vents Magazine online here. It's called A Short History of Locksmithing. And it starts off by saying, Locksmithing is one of the oldest professions in the world and has existed for thousands of years, going back to ancient Egypt and Babylon when the first locks were made. Locks were initially made for one primary purpose, to secure valuables and to keep thieves away. It is strange to see that, to date, the purpose of these locks has not changed. I don't find that strange. Locks have a very specific, defined purpose for existing. If they didn't serve that purpose, they wouldn't exist any longer. But anyway, kind of an interesting article. Fairly brief overview, but still interesting. Next up in resources, uh, it was brought to my attention that this podcast has been running for a couple of years now, and there are people listening now that may not have listened to earlier episodes. So I thought I would start dropping some reminders of useful resources for lockpickers. And first up, I want to do a reminder of the Locksport References page by Christina Palmer. It is full of links to useful pages for anyone involved in Locksport. And if you don't have it bookmarked, you really need to add it now. So there will be a link in the show notes to that page. Really just an amazing resource for anyone involved in Locksport. Everything from online guides to groups you can join to uh, tool suppliers, everything you can think of. You can probably find a link to something associated with that in this page. So please go check it out. First up in products, Digs of Digby Lock and Tool put out a notice on the Lockpickers United Discord that they are planning to shut down orders for the Bravo lock soon. It is a limited quantity lock. And if you plan on getting one, you might want to stop by and order it as soon as you hear this episode. I don't know how much longer you actually have. Did not define a date, just said shutting down orders soon. So if you were thinking about getting one, don't hold off. And Lockpick World teased a new product on Twitter and then removed that post when the new product came out, evidently. But it is the Dangerfield Skeleton Lockpick EDC Covert Entry Multi-Tool. What a mouthful. Anyway, the product page description says, The Skeleton brings new quick-release, fast-access innovation to multi-tools, 
Personalize your portable toolkit by changing the tools, picks, and tension access with the release system. Want only five picks in your selection? Go ahead. If you prefer all nine tools, go ahead. It's so easy to adjust and personalize. It says 301 stainless steel professional picks in our sandblasted aluminum body give you a full range of options to access modern locks. Robust and precision lasered instrument folds up simply with the quick-release skeleton top-of-keyway tension wrench ready to pick locks whenever required. This is a world-first in access convenience. And if you want to know more about that, it will be listed in the show notes. Looks like the current price is $54.99 US on lockpickworld.com. It is also available at ukbumpkeys.com. Sparrow sent out an email about new products being available. First up, they have, uh, back for a limited time, the Scrooge Pins by Locknoob. So if you didn't get some on the last Christmas run, you can get them now. It's uh, three sets for a total of 15 pins for $6.95. They also have the Kirigami Lockpick set. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but uh, that's what I'm going to say. It says, the Kirigami is a collaboration set between Killer Maru and Sparrows. We are longtime supporters of Killer Maru's work. His concepts and designs are original and bold while remaining highly functional. The Kirigami lockpick set is an exact replica of one from his workshop, the Crypt, in Italy. It covers nine of his unique lockpicks and also includes one of his wild-sprung flex tension wrenches. All of the picks have unique tips that Killer Maru has personally designed and tested over the past 20 years. This lockpick set comes all wrapped up in a padded tool roll that is identical to what he manufactures himself. The handles have an almost origami-like quality. Kirigami is a form of origami that permits the paper to be cut and folded, similar to cutting and welding methods used by Killer Maru to achieve his handles. The handle shape covers both form and function. These locks are polished and smooth and treated with an ion split black finish. This is a highly durable coating and that will last, and that set looks like it's selling for $95 US. They also have a Christmas ornament collection. If you're interested, $9.95 for some Sparrows ornaments, not even particularly related to lock picking. So the Dark XX or the Dark Shift Expansion Expansion. And it says the next step in the popular Dark Shift series with a design that matches the original Dark Shift set. This expansion broadens its effectives by covering warded picks and comb picks. That set goes for $17.50 US. Then they have what they call shots and locks. This set of Sparrow shot glasses are loaded with a fine selection of security pins in a 5-pin SC1 keyed pin tumbler cylinder lock. Each shot glass also has a rubber lid so they can double as storage for all those small parts. And that set goes for $22. Then they have the Palmer Wicked Waves. Um, this four-piece set of computer-generated lockpicks made from 25,000 steel seek to produce the most accurate raking wave possible for the widest selection of locks. This set covers the most popular cycloid and sinusoid patterns that were developed by Christina Palmer and a group of lock picking enthusiasts available with or without thermal dipped handles and looks like they are selling for $16 US. 
And last, they have the sear tag. This is a covert handcuff key discreetly built to resemble a standard issue dog tag. Easily incorporated into your everyday carry, this handcuff key can be used as a backup or in emergency situations. Works with standard issue Smith & Wesson, Safari, and Peerless, and goes for 11 US. And since Toolsbox Bag was talking about Moki Picks, we also have a video from Rubber Band about Moki Picks. It says, showing Moki Picks, which will soon be available for sale at hooligankeys.com. So if you are in the U.S., hopefully soon you should be able to pick up your Moki Pick sets and uh, pouches at hooligankeys.com. Anyway, he gives a brief overview of the picks and uh, one of the cool benefits that they have, which is uh, being double-ended. If you break one, you can swap it around in the handle and have a uh, a new fresh end. Pretty cool. Uh, also does some picking with them. So if you are thinking about them or you're just curious, be sure to check out Rubber Band's video. And over on Kickstarter, we have the Grim Seer Escape and Evasion Survival Cards. This is, is already fully funded. They had a $5,000 US goal, and they have so far raised $147,006 with, uh, as a time of this recording, five days to go. The description reads in part, these are the Grim Workshop Seer cards, part of our ever-expanding line of reusable credit card-sized toolkits we call survival cards. These fantastically small tools kits take up virtually no space yet contain incredibly valuable tools for everyday use, first aid, survival gear, and more. The newest urban survival cards give you the peace of mind to know that you are prepared for everyday emergencies in urban environments like accidental lockouts and forgotten keys to less common emergencies like kidnappings, home invasions, and hostage events. But what good do all the tools in the world do if they aren't with you when you need them? Grimm's Seer cards contain Everything from a lockpicking toolkit to a door gate bypass tool and even an emergency escape and evasion kit for unlawful detainment. All designed to be conveniently carried in your wallet or a small mint tin sized container. Uh, from the pictures they show, look to be pretty good quality. So anyway, if you're interested, you can head over to Kickstarter and uh, back this project. There will be, of course, a link in the show notes. Moving on to events and meetups, looks like we're coming out of the event season. So a lot of these have already run their course, and this section is going to be fairly short. So first up, we have a reoccurring group here to announce, and I'm going to announce this, and then I'm going to let it go. I don't have time to be going over every monthly group meeting every week, but we will uh, bring up new ones as I find them. This one was brought to my attention by Terrell. It's the Houston Locksport group, and they have a monthly meeting every third Wednesday of the month at Griff's at 3416 Roseland Street in Houston, Texas. All ages are welcome, but only 21 plus can drink, of course. They provide locks if needed, or you can feel free to bring your own. If you are a fan of lock picking, whether you're new to it and you need some help or you're a very experienced picker and you want to help some other people or just hang out and talk locks and you're in the Houston area, head over to Houston Lock Sports Meetup every third Wednesday. We have B-Sides Ottawa in uh, Ottawa, Canada, November 28th and 29th at the Brook Street Hotel. If you are in that area, be sure to check that out. And then 
Le Lockpick Festival, December 10th and 11th in Paris. Just note that this is not a public event. You need to be a locksmith or known in the community and vouched for to be able to get in. And it is a fairly small event. Number of seats limited to 60. Moving on to Lockpickers United belts, I found only two. The number of belts being uh, announced has really slowed down here in this part of the season. So we have one new purple belt, and that is C. Vincent. Congratulations to you. And a new red belt, Florida Man Picks Locks. So congratulations to both of you for your new belts. And we also have a whole list of belt changes that were announced in the Lockpickers United Discord. So first up, we have new additions. The Rober Disc Detainer SDB Lock is going to be a black two. The Berg Wachner Profi 116-40 and above will be green. The Corbin Master Ring with one shear line, green. Corbin Master Ring with both shear lines and one take, purple. Hori Trident with T-spools, black two. Asa 500 with gin drivers and matched sleeve will be purple. The Berg Wachner Alu Titan 770-40 will be yellow. Aegis 18 pin is brown. Winkhouse Extra 9 to 12 pins will be red. The Winkhouse Extra with 13 or more pins will be black one. The Asa Twin Pro, Twin Maximum, Twin V10, Twin Global, and Twin 6000 Exclusive. Twin 6000, Twin Exclusive, are, all those are now split by drivers. For upgrades, we have the Clavis T20 with 20 pins, goes from black one to black two. The Lockman Mega Cross with pyramid drivers goes from red to black one. The Alpha YKKAP, purple to brown. The Asa Twin Combi with two finger pins, purple to brown. The Abus E Series E20 through E90 go green to blue. The Vachette VIP and VIP Plus, green to blue. The Medico Biaxial and M3 Camlock, purple to brown. The Gold P, purple to brown. Downgrades. Dier New Power, brown to purple. Queso 10RS, 2000S, 4000S, Omega, with greater than, equal to or greater than 13 pins, goes from brown to purple. The Dorma DC 500 goes from red to brown. And then it looks like they have uh, removed from the list unranked, publicly unpicked locks like the Season Atlas, the Uema 760, the Sergeant and Greenleaf 6990, and the Bowley Padlock. It says these locks have not been picked and so have been removed from the rankings list as there is no clear indication of difficulty. So those are all your current changes to the belt ranking system. Uh, for anyone not familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, there are plenty of links in the show notes for this episode and most episodes. They give you links to the official rules and videos and blog posts about it to let you know what it is, how to play it, and how to get started. And over at speedlocks.org, we have a little competition going on the ABIS T65AL MyLock. Pandafrog picked it on November 3rd in 7.734 seconds. And then Dependent Quartet 577 picked it on November 4th in 4.866 seconds. Always good to see a little competition going and uh, some very fast picking by Dependent Quartet 577. 
All right, now it's time to say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. First of all, I'd like to say a big thank you, special thank you to the newest Patreon subscriber, Paracentric. Always appreciated, not required, but always appreciated when somebody signs up. So with that, the we'll start with the financial supporters. The supporters of this episode are Medler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starrylock, Williams Brain, Dave to be deciphered, Lee Bonds Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, Three Raccoons in a Coat, Cheryl, aka Anthony, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, aka Cooltoon, Mog, John Lock, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lockpicker, JHP Picking, Barebones Lockpicking, Deadbolt Cafe, NWA Lockpicker Snake, and Paracentric. Thank you very much for your support. Chief content producer for this episode is Cheryl, aka Anthony. Other content producers Artichoke2000, Deviant Olaf, I Fisk, Iona West, Jeff and Things, Jeff Moss, Joshua Gonzalez, Kiki Athena, Panda Frog, The Lockpicker 1969, and Tony Varelli. Thank you to all of your support. It means a lot to me. So if you are enjoying the show, please remember that the show is only possible because of all the support of people like the ones mentioned above. And the most important thing you can do to help keep this show going is sending in news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have that's happening in your part of the Locksport community or something you've heard about, send it to me at podcast at thelocksportscast.com or any of the other methods listed in the show notes. Easy way is to just tag me in social media, uh, be it on Twitter or in Discord or Instagram. Give me a tag on something that you see that you think I'd be interested in sharing. Uh, Don't forget to share the show with your lockpicking friends. Leave a review, comment, thumbs up, whatever your platform allows. Subscribe on your platform of choice. If you want to help financially, you can, not required, but you are certainly welcome to do so. You can do that through PayPal, Patreon, or Subscribestar. And if you support the show with donation or information I use in the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes, just like the people you heard me just mention. If you have any cool stories of things that have happened to you in Locksport or because of Locksport, You can send those in. I'd love to share those on the show. If you have feedback about the show, you can go to locksportscast.com slash contact or email me at the address I already mentioned and send me some feedback. Uh, If you want it shared on the show, I can certainly do that as long as it's reasonable length, polite, work, family, safe, no politics, and not just drama. If you don't want it shared on the show, please be sure to explicitly say so just so I don't screw up and share it. And uh, thank you to everyone who does support the show. And Ifisk shared this story of somebody uh, getting started in the locksmith's trade. And the article was entitled, A 29-year-old who traded her office job for the male-dominated locksmith industry explains how the career pivot re-energized her creativity. It can be something that brings you joy. That is such a long title. Uh, (laughs) I do have one complaint about the online news industry lately, they cannot get people to write succinct, clear titles. I mean, that is an art form all in its own that has been lost, I think, in a lot of this online publication, getting things out as fast as possible. It is a real art form to write a grabbing headline. It should be short and to the point and grab you. Anyway, moving on to the story. Um, the story in part says, uh, from 2016 to 2021, 29-year-old Cheyenne Smith worked as a medical receptionist. While she has fond memories of the experience, she says the grueling nature of the job made it difficult to find time for church and community volunteering, family and friends and hobbies. She says, I felt like I needed to do something with my hands. I needed to get creative. 
my creative side was dying and I had so many other things that I felt were very important alongside my job that I wanted the freedom to be able to do and couldn't necessarily get done. She left that job in August of 2021 and within a month had found exactly what she was looking for. The article continues by saying that one day she took a break from looking for jobs and accompanied a locksmith friend on an assignment that took him to a beautiful area of Long Island, New York. He began teaching her how to pick a lock, and it turns out she was a natural. For the next week, Smith shadowed her friend to work, and he offered to take her on as an apprentice. The article says that only 10 to 15 percent of locksmiths are women, but Smith says it's the creative, hands-on, flexible, service-oriented, and well-paying job she was looking for. She hopes she can inspire other women to explore outside-the-box jobs as they look for a fulfilling career, even if the job might seem kind of crazy from afar. She says, it doesn't have to be necessarily sitting behind a desk all the time. It doesn't have to be doing something that you're not necessarily in love with. It can be something that brings you joy. It can be something that serves others. And I truly believe that's something that we should be able to experience in any form of work. Anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, She found a new career that actually brings her a sense of fulfillment and uh, an accomplishment. So, very cool. Moving on to lockpicking criminals. First up, Kentucky man tells police he was borrowing a stolen vehicle. This is out of uh, Kentucky. According to a release from the Carlisle County Sheriff's Office, Baldwin City Mayor Philip King saw a 1990 Chevy pickup that belonged to the fire department leave the fire station on Friday, November 4th with an unknown person driving it. The mayor and a deputy followed the truck until on-duty law enforcement could uh, stop the vehicle. They were able to catch up to the truck on Highway 62 in the West Fork Creek Bottoms area. Deputies were able to detain the driver. According to Sheriff's Office, he told them he was trying to get back home to Mayfield and was only borrowing the truck. Deputies found a jump box that was stored at the fire station in the back of the truck. They say the suspect admitted to removing the jump box in case the truck wouldn't start. They also say they found a lock picking set on the suspect. The driver was arrested and taken to McCracken County Jail. He is facing charges of theft by unlawful taking and third-degree burglary and possession of burglary tools. Yeah, I'm sure he was just borrowing it. He was going to take it right back as soon as he found somebody to give him a ride back there. (laughs) And then this one out of my home state of Oregon, uh, more specifically out of Newport, Oregon, man leaves debit card at the scene of alleged attempted burglary. 22-year-old man was arrested on October 26th after police found his debit card following a report of an attempted burglary. A probable cause affidavit says Lincoln County Police were dispatched to Pacific Wave Resource Center on the 25th on a report of an attempted burglary the night before. According to the affidavit, at the business, the officer found a ladder leaning against the building with the debit card belonging to the suspect on the sidewalk beneath it. In a door, the officer found a metal pin, which, quote, and quote said, as if being used as a lockpick, end quote. And the owner of the business showed police surveillance video that showed the suspect, whom the officer recognized from prior contacts, bringing a ladder from the neighboring property and climbing it, as well as attempting to gain entry through the door. According to the affidavit, he also moved approximately 10 30 to 50 pound rocks from the business landscaping 
and spread them out in the drive through lane of the bank next door. Odd. He was charged with possession of a burglary tool or theft device, third-degree criminal mischief, and second-degree criminal trespass. He was released on general conditions with no monetary security. He was scheduled to appear in the court at 8.30 a.m. Monday for an arraignment, but sent the court an email Monday morning saying he was currently stuck in the valley and would not be present. He asked for an extension and a lawyer to be appointed to represent him. Those of you not familiar with Oregon, Newport is on the coast. There is a mountain range. And then the bulk of the population lives in what's called the valley, which is between the coast range and the Cascade range. So he was on the other side of the coast range, stuck in the valley, according to him, and couldn't attend his court hearing. Moving on to sales. First up, quick notice, Black Friday sales. I know that sparrows and covert instruments and several others have Black Friday sales, but I have honestly lost track of who has sales and who doesn't and if which ones require coupon codes and don't. So if you know of any Black Friday sales, please share it with the rest of the community by posting it in the comment section of the YouTube video of this episode and on any other social media platforms you might participate on. Those things come and go pretty quick. So if you hear of one, post it on social media, post it in the comments of this video, which, whichever, wherever, uh, let other people know so we can all benefit. I do know that uh, Covert Instruments put out a notice that they were having one. No details yet on what it is. Sparrows almost always has a coupon code. Other than that, I honestly can't remember. So I'm going to rely on you guys to get the word out. Southord still has their page up for cosmetically blemished lockpick tools and accessories. You can save some money that way. They also have their sales page up with the latest items that are on sale. Review Guru's link for 10% discount code with Lawlock Tools appears to still be good if you want to use that. Link to his Twitter post with the the discount code is in the show notes. If you're shopping at 3DLockSport.com, you can save 10% with the code LSCast10. At Mako Locks, you can save 15% with the code BUYMAKO. At UKLockPickers.co.uk, you can save 10% with the code GIFT. For giveaways... Uh, we have one new one here, the Lockpicker 1969 Sparrow's Dark Shift Giveaway Celebrating 300 Subscribers. The giveaway is open to all subscribers, regardless of where you're located. And if you want to know the rules, you have to watch the video. That's what it says in the description, and that is what I'm going to honor. So if you want to know how to enter and win your Sparrow's Dark Shift set and stickers, go to uh, Lockpicker 1969's YouTube channel or click the link in the show notes. The Lockpicker 1969 also has been running several giveaways uh, weekly, bi-weekly. I'm not sure exactly where he's at on those or if they're still running, but definitely worth subscribing to the channel, not only for the giveaways, but also for the interview series and all the other great uh, review videos he's been doing. So be sure to check out that channel. Panda Frog was running the huge 2K subscriber giveaway, the hashtag PFGoes2K, and Last I saw, he had three of the five videos in that series posted. The giveaway ends one week after the fifth video posts, so I believe that is still active. Be sure to check out his channel. There are links in the show notes. Of course, CLK Supplies does a weekly giveaway, their hashtag LockBoss giveaway. So if you're into giveaways, be sure to check that one out. 
Thank you to everyone for continuing to listen to this uh, show and giving me um, the time I needed last week, which I was working straight through the weekend and just could not figure out how to get an episode together. So I appreciate everyone understanding that and checking back in this week. Um, Remember that the show needs your support. So send in any news, links, events, giveaway information you have. That's the best way to help me keep the show going. And remember to keep it legal. (laughs) 